Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians. If you'd stand with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I am preaching today on storming strongholds. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4, storming strongholds. I'm passionate about what I'm about to preach. I am big on believing in victories. I like to accentuate the positives. I like to point people that Christianity is a positive movement. It is not negatives as the world would like to portray us. But in that, I also like to be real with people and let people know that there are warfares and there are struggles and there are fights but the bible tells us we are more than conquerors through jesus christ our lord amen the word of god says in second corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds. Pulling down of strongholds. In a time like this where God lays a message like this on my heart, I would have to say that there must be somebody who is encountering a stronghold. And I want to offer you hope during this next matter of minutes that those strongholds can come down and i want us to come into the unity of the faith believing that heavenly father let the strongholds that are hindering any individual or maybe a family or a situation a business that those strongholds come down even as i speak before this service is concluded, let strongholds come down, I pray. In Jesus' lovely and precious holy name, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. God bless you. Too many Christians are living a defeated life. Their marriages, their children, their jobs, their finances, that's under attack. And the attack is of the enemy. And it would be nice if we had a bottle of uh, shout and could just shout it out. But I just want to tell you, shouting it out is not what will work. You can spray all the chemical you want on your problem, but that's not what is going to win. See, we're living in a world where people are filled with guilt and, 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 and shame and embarrassment and condemnation, and it has become a part of their lifestyle. They, they are constantly living in the embarrassment of their failures. 
And I just want to share with every person here, there is no one who has not had some type of failure. There is no one that has not at some point come short of the glory of God. And so if the devil is holding you under condemnation and building up a fortress against you and causing you to live in embarrassment and condemnation, I want to remind you the scripture says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. See, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of the air. Uh, the, our weapons are not carnal according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. They're, they're not natural weaponry because our natural weapons will not fight off the enemy of your soul. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, the scripture says, Your adversary, the devil, uh, uh, seeks whom he may devour. He wants to destroy you. He wants to condemn you. He wants to embarrass you. He wants to belittle you. And he wants to cripple you. We are in a war. According to what I have read, there has not been a day since World War II in our world where there has not been war going on somewhere in our world. And I'm here today to tell you that whether there was a country going against another country or not, there is still a warfare that is going on. That warfare is a warfare going on between you and the enemy of your soul. And you cannot win that war by yourself. I can't come alongside you and in the natural us defeat the enemy of our soul. We must fight spiritually, not carnally. The fact is we are in a battle. When you became a Christian, uh, it, it, there was a target put on you. There was a target put on you that the devil hated you. And I want to tell you what the target looked like. It was the blood of Jesus Christ that covered your sins, made you a target. The devil hates the blood of Jesus Christ. It is the power that defeats our enemy. The blood of Jesus Christ is what washes our sins away. The blood of Jesus Christ is what put the target on us. But that same blood that is a target is also our covering. And no weapon formed against us will prosper because that weapon of our warfare is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. See... The Bible says, think it not strange when you encounter various types of temptations. 
Don't think it's strange because when you signed up, when you asked Christ to forgive you of your sins, the warfare began. And so there's going to be fiery attacks of the enemy. But I've got good news for you. Greater is he that is within us than he that is within the world. And you and I are going to win. We're not in a war that we are going to lose. Now, I just want to tell you this. I'm going to brag on our military. I love our military. I celebrate our military. I, I praise God for our military. We have the luxury in America of having the most powerful military in the world, period. There will be those who would debate that, but that would just be idle debate. We have the greatest skilled military personnel in the world. Our skill factor is higher than any other military. We have weapons of mass destruction. We have weapons of warfare. And not only do we have the weapons, but we have the people who know how to use those weapons. But the reality is here we are in a warfare that our great military can only protect us in the natural. When the devil comes at you at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, you can't call a general and say, I need air cover here in my bedroom. Come on. You can't even call on the president and say, I need a nuclear attack to wipe out the devil because he can push the button and the, the weapons can go forth, but we're not fighting natural, we're fighting spiritual. The spiritual affects the natural. Now see, it's obvious in our society that we are in a battle. This is, these are rather old statistics, but they're still relevant. In our society, 1.5 million abortions happen each year. We just celebrated with all these beautiful children on our stage seeing them jump and laugh and, and say Jesus rescues but one and a half million babies never got that chance because there's a warfare going on in our society come on now y'all don't quiet up on me here there's more spent in our society on dog food than the gospel I'm going to meddle here just a minute. Jackie and I have a little five-pound uh, Great Dane. Her name is Tommy. If you get near my wife, she will go crazy over you. We buy her good dog food. We take care of her. We pamper her. She's our little baby. Since Julia had to go marry Howie, we had to have another baby. <laughs> I take care of her, 
But I want to tell you something. I don't give more to her than I do to God. Whoa. There's a lot of people don't think anything about buying dog food. But when the offering plate is passed, they sure don't want to give up their tithe dollar. Come here, Tommy. Come eat this expensive treat. But when the offering plate's passed, come on now. That's what our society is. We're in a warfare. And there's people who say, I don't need to do that. Listen, we must all pitch in to win the loss for Jesus Christ. Eight billion dollars a year is spent on arcade games. Now grab the ta tag to this. That is more than all giving for all major evangelical churches combined. In other words, there's more quarters going into arcade games than is going into winning souls and reaching the lost. It's our society. We have been rocked to sleep and the devil all the time is trying to steal and to kill and to destroy. And my, help us dear God up in heaven to realize the importance of a soul. Listen, I'm not against you having a dog. I'm not against you going to an arcade and having fun, but I'm telling you, we must get focused in in our last day and realize that if, if someone doesn't reach the loss, there are people that are going to die and go to hell. We're in a warfare. 1,300 new cultic groups sprang up in recent years. There's a a movement that if I called the name, everyone in this room would know it. They brag uh, that it's a, it's a cult, but they brag of 579 new people coming into their group every day. Do you understand that 200,000 women will run away from their marriage, from their home, because of tyranny in their household. Men not treating their families right. Men not treating their wife as a lady. Men not treating their children as they ought to. And I'm here today, it's all because there's a warfare going on. And in many cases, we are losing the war. Now I know it's quiet in here, but bear with me for just a moment. We're living in a society that we are being attacked for standing for what is right. Okay, now just bear with me for a moment. You wouldn't think twice if you saw one of these precious little children and this was a hot stove and that little child was getting ready to put their hand on the hot stove. You wouldn't think twice of saying, no, stop, baby, don't do that. You would jump up from where you are. You would run so that that child would not get their hand burnt and possibly mangled. 
But yet still in our society, when we see things that are contrary to the word of God, if we speak to someone, it doesn't matter how loving we do it. We are condemning, we are judgmental, we're mean, we're hard. And I want to tell you, somebody must still stand up and be like John the Baptist and say, I refuse to let you get burnt. I refuse to let you get hurt. I refuse to let you destroy your life. Am I my brother's keeper? You ought to be. And someone ought to be yours. If we really are brothers and sisters in Christ, listen, if I'm doing something wrong, I don't want to keep doing it wrong. Come to me in love and say, Pastor, can we sit down and talk because I believe that this is an area you can strengthen. Listen, the Bible says a wise man accepteth instruction. We've got a lot of folks that all they're interested in is pleasing their own will instead of realizing we are in a warfare. There is an enemy that is trying to destroy you and take you out. The world gets away with it. The world can judge us. The world can say all manner of evil against us and we are supposed to just take it. Come on. You could have said amen right there, it wouldn't have hurt. Preacher, how is the world getting away with it? Because see, when the Bible talks against things such as lying and cheating and, and adultery and homosexuality and, and the list can go on and on, when we say that we do not agree with that, the world jumps up and says, oh, you're mean, you're judgmental. The world says that you just don't love. If you just don't love like Jesus would love. I want to tell you, if, if the church world today loved like Jesus loved back in the day he walked on the earth, there'd be a lot of people getting a whip across their back. Well, that's not the Jesus I saw. Well, then you must not have read the part where he got sick and tired of how they were uh, de defaming his father's house. And he said, I'm not going to put up with that. Here today, I don't, I'm not asking you to go out and get a whip. Please don't go do that. Don't go get a whip. But I'm asking you to love someone enough to tell them they're going down the wrong path and we love you and we don't want you to go to hell. The Bible says in the last days, people will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, just tickle my ear. Tell me how everything is so good. Tell me how I'm going to prosper. Tell me how I'm going to be blessed. Tell me how I put a dollar in the offering plate and God will give me back 50. And tell me if I don't put any in the offering plate, God's still going to rain down uh, money from heaven because God is good and I just don't have to follow any of the rules. Give me that kind of gospel. And that's the gospel that is being preached in the warfare today. The warfare is you don't have to live right. See, your interpretation of the word of God doesn't match up my interpretation of the word of God. So therefore, I don't have to do what you're telling me to do. I want to tell you right now, it doesn't matter what my interpretation of this Bible is. 
It doesn't matter what the greatest theologian on the planet, what his interpretation of the Bible is. It matters what thus saith the word of God. Whatever's in there, that's what matters. I, I live by a very simple rule. I really do. I don't make Christianity complicated. Here's how I live. This is how Al Sims personally lives. If it's in there, I live by it. If it's not in there, I don't. It's that simple. I don't, I don't have a rough time with that. I don't get caught up in all the hoopla. If it's in there, I'm, I'm reasonably intelligent. I read it. And where it says, love your neighbor as yourself, okay. I don't try to find the loophole. Well, I don't like my neighbor. My neighbor, when I was sick, didn't bring me an apple pie, and so bump them. Come on. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. I've loved people that the flesh wanted to put my right foot on their rear end. Come on. That's what the flesh wanted to do, but I tried to love them anyway because the Bible said it. I don't try to complicate it. If you're in a warfare, don't go get so complicated. Now, I'm not a great golfer, and anyone who's ever played with me knows that. But one thing I do know is if you get over the ball, they call that addressing the ball. When you get over the ball, if it's then that you're trying to figure your game out, you can pretty much count on it. The ball is going to go somewhere that you don't want it to go. Or the ball might not go anywhere. Because it's at that point that you, you should already be ready. Do what you've been trained to do. Bring the club back, hit the ball, and, and still hope for the best. <laughs> There's a lot of folks that get into Christianity and they're trying to get so complicated. They're trying to get so detailed. They're trying to find something new. Now listen, we're on television, so I'm not trying to bash, but I am trying to tell you this. There's a lot of people who are trying to come up with something new. They're trying to come up with some newfangled gospel, something glitzy, something that will sell CDs and DVDs and, and, and books and, and all of that. They have to do that to, to keep on television. I understand that. I'm not bashing that. But I am telling you this. There's nothing new under the sun. Just read the word of God. You're in a warfare. Don't get over the ball and then try to figure it all out. Go out and live your life like this. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I don't go through life trying to figure out what is wrong with everything. I don't go through life trying to find a devil under every bush. If a devil comes in front of me, I have the power and authority to cast that devil out. If someone comes and they need deliverance, I know by the word of God, I have authority to pray for the sick and they recover. It's not complicated. We're in a warfare. Here's what you do. Get up in the morning. Early will I seek the Lord. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in this place. Early in the morning I will seek the Lord. When you get up in the morning, start seeking him. Get into his word. Pray and seek his face and then live your life with authority. 
Live your life with authority. Now, who's the enemy? The enemy of your soul is the devil. It's important for you to know who your enemy is. Your enemy isn't your neighbor. He's not your buddy. Come on. This is supposed to be true. Guy told me, I knew both, both people, evangelist and the pastor. They were in revival and, and a demon possessed person was there. They took the person to a side room and the evangelist was getting ready to pray and he heard the pastor say, come out of him, friend. Maybe you didn't catch that. He was saying to the man possessed with the devil, he was telling the devil, come out of him, friend. I want to tell you the devil's not my friend. The devil's not your friend. He is trying to destroy everything that you're working so hard for. He wants your life to feel like it's not worth living. He wants to make you feel like there's no hope, no way out, no, no ability to overcome. I'm here today to tell you he is our enemy. He is our foe. He's not our neighbor, but he is a defeated foe. His, his titles are things such as uh, the author of confusion. That might sound like your home. Come on. It would do good for some people to open up the door. Get some anointing oil. If you don't have anointing oil, Crisco will do. Wesson. Valvoline. Get something. Start anointing your doors. Anoint your bedroom, your living room, your den, your kitchen. Walk around, anoint the chairs. And then open up the door and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, I command you devil to get out my home. You don't have authority in my home. I take authority over you and then shut the door and don't let him back in. He's the author of confusion. He'll make a man who drooled over his girlfriend and she became his wife. He opened the door for her. He would walk with her and, and cuddle her and buy anything she wanted and, and ooh and ah and act any old way for her. When the author of confusion comes in, what happened? What happened? The author of confusion came in and he started causing that same man to start looking elsewhere. He caused that same man man not to look at her as he once lovingly did I'm here today to tell you it's time for you to go to the door open it up and say devil get out I'm going to fall back in love with that woman she's a good woman I just have made some mistakes I'm going to win this warfare come on now I am sick and tired of marijuana winning come on I'm sick and tired of cocaine winning. I'm sick and tired of alcohol winning. Pornography 
winning. I'm sick of it. We're not weaklings. We're mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.